Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Hafey Digital Podcast. My name, as usual, is Ryan Hafey. Got a lot to talk about today, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome back. Um, like I said, we have a lot to talk about today, and I want to start off by talking about this. So, in the first episode, uh, I had a lot of takeaways. Uh, I kind of rewatched it, thought about my performance in the first episode of the podcast, and um, I realized a couple things that I need to kind of work on. And obviously, this is, this is going to be a work on work in progress anyway as we go. Hope my audio and everything out there, by the way, is looking and sounding good. Um, but one of the things, and this is actually one of the things I want to talk about, as you can see, my uh, horrible drawing up at the top, that stands for the Hafe Digital Podcast Topic Board. One of the things um, that I realized from the last podcast was that it, it felt a little overly structured to me. Um, one of the things that I didn't want to do as a part of this, or one of the reasons why I started the podcast in the first place was to be able to have a platform where can I, I can just kind of press go and, and go. And I, don't, I didn't want to have to do too much planning in the beginning. I mean, you know, yeah, if there was something that I really wanted to show off in the episode, I might have pre-planned it. But for the most part, you know, maybe some, uh, some bullet points and things like that. But I didn't want to write a script. I didn't want to write a show flow. I just wanted to be able to have a few things that I might or might not talk about on a list, ready to go, so that when I hit go live, there we are. We, we can just kind of dive into whatever the topics are. So that's the purpose of this board here. So, excuse me, what I plan to do throughout the week is just write down any topics that come to mind on this dry erase board. And then during each podcast, we will pull this out. We'll see uh, what we want to talk about. Whatever we end up talking about, we'll cross off the list. What we don't talk about, we'll leave there till next time or just cross off because it's no longer relevant, whatever. Um, And we'll take it from there. So first thing I want to talk about as I mentioned, what I learned in the first podcast. And there's a number of takeaways that I have from that first show. For starters, I will say that trying to produce a podcast, especially one that is live and live stream and doing it as one person is, um, it's a challenge. It's definitely not as easy as I had anticipated that it would be even considering the fact that I did a lot of pre-planning and and a lot of different setup and tinker with some of the settings. I think it's one of those things where once you start, um, once you actually start doing it for real, it's, it's a little bit, it, things change. You, you kind of, I don't know, you take on a different mindset, I guess, and you sort of forget certain things that you thought you had all uh, taken care of beforehand. Um, but one of the things, speaking of, um, that I realized that I do a lot is I say, um, a lot. Uh, and I do a lot of pauses and things like that. I say, you know, a lot and you don't really notice it as you are speaking in your just, you know, throughout the day, speaking with people that, you know, just comes out, uh, and <laughs> there it is right there. So that's one of the things that I want to try to be cognizant of. I, I want to try to get rid of that. Um, and that's, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. We'll, we'll say that much. The other thing that I realized that was difficult is remembering 
that there are some people who are only listening to this podcast. This isn't just a video-only podcast. That's only half true, at least for right now, um, and we'll get into why a little bit later. Uh, but basically, long story short, the podcast isn't yet available on a lot of the podcast players like iTunes and, and all those places. But I'll explain. I'll get to all that in a little while. Um, uh, I can't stop it. It's driving me nuts. Another thing that I learned is that I, I need to slow down a little bit. Um, and additionally, something that I'm going to start doing right now because I've forgotten it again for the second time, I need to slow down. I need to think about, um, first of all, keeping an eye on what my composition looks like. What screen am I on? If you watched uh, the first podcast, you will maybe remember that for a majority of the video while I was going through OBS, I was not on screen share, which is supposed to look like this. Instead, at some point, I had switched back to this view and um, never switched back to the screen capture view. So, um, yeah, that, that wasn't exactly helpful if you were interested in looking at all the settings. The other thing that I did that kind of goes along with slowing down a little bit occasionally is I never recorded the podcast. I never actually hit the record button. And one of the things that I ultimately want to do is record each episode and then um, reduce it down to bite-sized bits that I can release as separate videos with some B-roll over them and things like that. So for example, in the last video, I had a big long segment just about my live stream setup. What's um, what's it look like? What's all the gear that goes into it? What are some of the settings that I put into OBS? That in and of itself would have been a chunk of that video that I would have loved to cut out and um, put up as a separate video on YouTube, but uh, I didn't hit record. And yes, I could technically go in to YouTube and download the video from my YouTube channel and um, edit that but it's only going to edit or it's only going to download at 720p it's going to be a compressed version and the quality is not going to look good so i'm not going to do it this time around i also forgot to hit record which i did just wasn't until after the episode had started which is fine because if i'm going to condense it down probably not going to include the intro so anyway uh let's see what else was there what else did i learn I think that was about it. I just need to make sure that I kind of take the time that I need occasionally to look at my screens. And when I say my screens, these are the things that I'm looking at here. I'll move these over and we'll go into screen capture here. So obviously we've got OBS up and running. These have all my scenes, my sources, um, got my audio levels here, which is important to keep an eye on too. You wanna make sure you're not doing any clipping. And then over here, I'm looking at the live stream just to see who's watching. Uh, looks like there's a few of you watching. I haven't seen any of you comment yet, though, so that's a little disappointing. I think uh, a couple of you should leave a comment there and say hello. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I need to be watching these things to make sure that you're able to see what I see here. Um, but first and foremost, I think I, I really just need to keep in mind that there are possibly some audio-only listeners that I need to tailor to. Let's go back to this view here. Perfect. So... Lots of things to keep in mind. And like I said, it's going to be a learning process to figure out all the kinks and, and um, just make it nice and uh, flow naturally. So with that said, 
And I may come back with more as I add more to the list. We're going to cross that off. What I learned from episode one, that's done. One of the things I wanted to talk about also is a couple of the things that I forgot to mention in regards to OBS um, in the first episode. Uh, one thing in particular that's kind of related to the live stream thing and then one thing that's just more OBS specific but not necessarily related to the live stream. So first of all, I forgot to mention OBS filters. So again, I'm going to come back over here, bring up the screen capture. Let's go full screen on this. Yes, I know we have this infinity view and it looks pretty crazy, but we're just going to deal with that for a minute. So cool thing about OBS um, is that you can apply LUTs directly onto your footage. So essentially you can pre-grade your footage before it gets sent out to YouTube. I, for example, like to shoot on a Cine 2 picture profile on my Sony here. And uh, for any of you who shoot with Sony or are familiar with those picture profiles, you know that they're a little bit less saturated, a little bit less contrasty. So, you know, it requires a little bit of grade in some cases. So let me show you what I did here. Let's go back to this view just so I can kind of show you, first of all, what the filters look like on and off. So I'm going to go to my filters. And if we turn the office grade uh, off, oh, there we go, just click it there. You can see how that changes. Off, on, off, and on. So this is, and basically I just, to do this, I just went into Premiere and created a LUT, and then you have to convert it to a specific type of file. I think you have to convert it to a PNG, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember exactly how I did that, but there was a YouTube tutorial that I watched. You just pop the the cube, the dot cube file, which is the actual LUT file. You import that into uh, Photoshop on top of I'm trying to think of what it was called. Hold on, let me look because I know I have. It was um, it's like this neutral. Oh, I don't know. I forget what it was called. Anyway, it's this sort of like colorful square image that you apply your color corrections to. Then you can save that as a PNG. And then that in turn is what you import into OBS as a filter. And then it applies it as a LUT basically. I hope that makes sense. But uh, to kind of show you exactly where that is, let's go back here into screen capture. So basically on um, your camera here, you would right click on your camera, you would click filters here, and in here you can apply all these different things. You've got apply a LUT, which is how I applied it. You can put color keys and chroma keys and things like that if you're doing a green screen type setup. Um, all sorts of different options here, and filters also apply when it comes to, uh, let's see, to audio, I believe. Where was that again? I forget. Anywho, but you get the idea. So you can apply filters. Um, I know with the audio that I've applied. Oh, here it is. Here, let me go back to this this view then. Again, for those just listening to this, I apologize. But if any of you listening are familiar with OBS, where your audio mixer is, if you right click on that on say your microphone input and click filters then you can add a number of different filters such as compressors, expanders, gain, uh, limiters, noise gate, invert polarity, blah, 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 all those types of things. So I have a few filters applied to my audio here. And just to kind of hear the difference that those make, am I, by the way, let me go back. Okay, I need to make sure that I'm in the 
right view. See, still, still figuring it all out. Anyway, to reach the audio filters, find the input in question, right click, filters, boom. Ah, we got Anton and Co in town. Pumped to see you missing content. Oh, <laughs> pumped to see you making content again. I've got to, I had to zoom out of my Chrome browser a little bit and the text is a little bit smaller, so a little difficult to read. But thank you for joining the podcast. I appreciate you, sir. Um, so back to this. As long as you are here and you can see your filters here. So if we take these off, Let's see if you can hear a, diff a difference. So this is what my audio sounds like with no filters applied. And I'll be silent so you can hear any ambient noise. Okay, now let's apply them again. And let's see how it sounds now. Good? Yeah? No? Um, what the, the no, most noticeable one, at least most noticeable to me is the noise suppression. Uh, I've got a little bit of computer noise that goes on back here and I find that just a little bit of noise reduction helps to alleviate that. So let's go back to this view here. I'll bring OBS out of there so we can get rid of that infinity warp. Okay. So yeah, OBS filters, they're really cool. They can help you achieve a little bit of a better look without having to use some sort of custom plug and play. If you have a custom look that you're going for and you like to color grade your footage versus, say, using just one of the stock uh, picture profiles inside your camera, this is something you may want to look into. And maybe uh, for the next episode, I'll go in a little bit deeper into how to actually create one of those LUTs that you can add into OBS. So let's mark that one off obs filters done um also related to obs is something called ndi not gonna lie i forgot what that acronym stands for but um ndi <clears throat> is a plugin that you can download for obs that allows you to basically import skype as a source so once again let me just kind of come over here and uh, make that full screen. We'll go here. So you have scenes and you have sources. Basically, sources are within scenes. So let's say if within this particular scene, which by the way consists of uh, camera one, which is this camera here, and the uh, basically the, the my monitor, uh, I could add in an additional what's called an NDI source. And as long as within Skype. I have activated NDI, which is in advanced settings, and the person that you are speaking to on the other end also has that setting activated uh, within Skype, and they're calling from the desktop app of Skype. This is not going to work on mobile, but as long as you both have that in place, uh, in theory, as long as that plugin is installed, you should be able to put uh, someone in your video and they would just kind of sit in the corner, kind of like I'm in the corner here. You could just move around, and it's as if there's just another camera uh, angle for you. So pretty cool stuff. Let's go back here, bring that over. Awesome. Perfect. So NDI is pretty cool. If that's something that uh, if you're interested in doing any live streaming and uh, calling someone on Skype, worth looking into. Next. Um, so... You'll notice that today we're going to talk about retreat. So you're going to notice that today is Thursday. Um, and in the first episode, I mentioned possibly doing the podcast once weekly. 
uh, typically on Sundays. Um, that's because just Sundays are usually the best day of the week for me personally, as far as responsibilities or lack thereof. Um, but uh, the reason I'm doing a podcast today is because I'm not going to be around this weekend because I'm going to uh, Joshua Tree, California. Um, there's a couple creators out there who may be familiar with these names, Jevin Dovey and Levi Allen. Um, they are both YouTubers with, uh, with a sizable following. Jevin is very focused on uh, creating content to kind of help you grow your YouTube channel. Uh, lots of good information on on his channels if you're especially if you're just starting out and you're looking for kind of some tips and tricks for optimizing your content and your channel and then levi allen um he's a he's a filmmaker kind of an adventure filmmaker but lately uh he's been documenting his journey with his wife um up to alaska they built their own van so they're kind of embracing that van life uh, hashtag um which uh, they're they're doing it all out. I mean, they bought a van. They they completely renovated the inside. They installed wood paneling and all their appliances and beds, and they did it all themselves, which I think is incredibly inspiring. And um, now they just kind of travel the world in their van and shoot video, make videos, and take photos and and do all this really cool stuff. And so that's really inspiring. Not gonna lie, a little I'm a little jealous of that. I've Secretly fantasized about one day uh, just packing things up and uh, getting in getting in a van. But I don't know if I have the patience to do my own van build. Maybe one day. We'll see. You never know where, where life will take you. But anyway, so those guys um, are... There's those ums again. Those guys uh, basically have created uh just to get away and it's, it's, it's going to be a small group we're going to go out to joshua tree i actually leave tomorrow morning luckily being from las vegas i have the opportunity to uh drive to joshua tree so we're going to meet there um and i i think it was a group of only about eight of us it was a very small group we're staying at a, a house uh, it's a house with a small pool and a, and a separate pool house i think there's something like six bedrooms kind of in the middle of nowhere or at least that's what it looks like and we're going to go out there do a bunch of hiking uh, do some workshops and things like that do some astrophotography off-roading fly some drones around and just kind of learn some tricks of the trade from two guys who have been doing it for a while so i'm um, i'm incredibly pumped on that and this trip actually comes in lieu of a trip that i was supposed to take initially to thailand so uh jevin uh, actually uh, planned this this trip originally to Thailand, uh, and I signed up for it. But unfortunately, I guess at the last minute, a couple of people had to back out, so the trip had to be canceled. Which I at the time I had bought the plane tickets and I was going to go. It was actually I would have been gone from the second through the twelfth. Yeah, so I would have I would have been getting back from Thailand today. Uh, but when he when he canceled the trip. I still had the plane tickets and I was going to go, but then I thought about it because I don't have a ton of international travel experience. I've been to two countries outside of the U S one was the Philippines where I went with my wife and her family. And, um, they sh basically chauffeured me around the entire time and took me wherever I needed to go. And two was Dubai and Dubai is a lot like Las Vegas in a lot of ways it's very tourist friendly there wasn't a big learning curve as far as you know 
what to do and where to go. So a uh, little bit different story there. Thailand, Thailand's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, and I didn't feel comfortable going to a place like Thailand as my first solo travel experience because it would have just been me. On top of that, the um, the original trip basically had everything planned out. It was, you know, you're going to fly in here, we're going to stay here, and then we're going to travel to here, we're going to go do these things, do that things. Everything was planned out. And I don't know anything about Thailand, and life gets crazy. I didn't think that I would have the time to do enough uh, research and planning to actually figure out where I was going to go and what I was going to do on that trip. So I made the decision to cancel the flights. But then again, Jevin and Levi opened up this second uh, retreat, uh, getaway, creator retreat, whatever you want to call it, and um, decided this would be much better. It's a much shorter trip, much less strain on my family who is uh, supporting me uh, with all of this, supporting my um, my interest in doing these types of things, which is awesome. Um because I'm going to be leaving them for a few days. So it's local, or at least more local. It's only about four hours away, uh, and uh, it's only a few days versus 10 days. So I'm very excited about that, looking forward to it. But that's why, long story short, that is why I'm doing the podcast today on a Thursday as opposed to, again, on Sunday. So there we go, retreat. And I will have some updates from that as well as probably some photos and things to show you when I return from that. Next, let's talk about Anchor. So Anchor, um, if any of you are familiar with podcasting at all, or if you're interested in getting into podcasting, Anchor is basically one of the podcast hosting services that you can use. By the way, let me check. Let's see how my... I haven't yet found a good way to oh, okay i see now so i'm trying sorry i'm like talking amongst myself but what i'm trying to do is find where uh find if there's like a timer anywhere um but if i look i've been live for 29 minutes but i think that's when i hit go start streaming on obs not when it actually goes live on youtube because youtube doesn't give you a timer of when you started live but from when i started recording it's been about 18 minutes and I started recording about a minute into the podcast. So let's say I've been doing this for 19 to 20 minutes. Not bad. Okay, so anyway, where was I? Anchor. So Anchor, yes, Anchor is one of the uh, podcast hosting services that you can use. Um, I have set up podcasts elsewhere through Libsyn. Libsyn is, uh, is a pretty well-known one. It is a um, it does require a monthly payment. I know Joe Rogan, I, I bring up Joe Rogan all the time, but whatever, it's a, it's a good example. Uh, supposedly, his uh, podcast is hosted on Libsyn. Um, for my day job, we do our, our podcast hosted through Libsyn. I guess it's been around for a long time, and it works great. gives you some basic stats. No frills, but uh, it's consistent, and it works. Um, but I had heard about Anchor, and uh, Anchor is a completely free podcast hosting service, which was a little intriguing, but it's kind of those, you know, is it too good to be true type deals. Um, but it turns out 
I assume that their business model is that because you can accept donations and sponsorships directly through their platform. So I assume that their business model is uh, accepting um, as, as you receive payments, they take a cut of that or, you know, whatever. So, um, but other, outside of that, it's actually a really easy platform to use. You just drag and drop your audio files in there. You do a couple, you know, a little bit of setup outside of that, as far as just putting a profile picture and, you know, a description of your podcast and things like that. Once you um, publish your first podcast, Anchor will distribute it automatically to all the different podcast players, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all those things, Spotify. Um, but uh, if you remember the beginning, I said, you know, you, you probably aren't l listening to this only. And that is because I guess it takes a number of days for a lot of these different podcast players to uh accept the stream you basically they have to distribute it to it to the to these players they have to kind of it's like an application process they have to go through and review it make sure it's they'll accept it and then it goes through so still waiting on i think all of them so there's really at this point only one place where you can watch slash listen to the podcast and that is on youtube but hopefully now, within the next week or so, it will be available everywhere in case you would like to um, go ahead and subscribe, which would be greatly appreciated. So Anchor, if you're interested in looking into a podcast, they do have an app for it. It's super simple. I recommend it so far based on my limited experience with it. Okay, let's see. We've only got two other things, and I didn't necessarily want to go through this entire list, but we're actually getting through everything uh, pretty quickly. So let's talk about um, Christo. So Chris, this was a video I think I saw yesterday. Um, and I have it here. Let's go check it out. All right. This is something that I did load up. Um, so it's called how to run a profitable business and make money. Um, and I say Christo because that's Christo, but it's actually on the future um, YouTube channel. And if you're not familiar with this guy or with this channel and you are a, an entrepreneur or you have a small business or maybe you do graphic design or basically any, um, you know, you photography, sell video, uh, video, con you know, video editing services and things like that, video production, you should be paying attention to the stuff that they're putting out because they're giving away a lot of valuable information that not a lot of people talk about and they're doing it for free. And in this case, um, he may look familiar because there was a viral video that went around where he was kind of talking about pricing. Like how do you price your services? Uh, and this digs into it a little bit more. Um, I don't want to play back, so I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. Plus I don't want to spoil anything, but, um, to kind of give a very, very general overview of what's in this video, which by the way is over 52 minutes. So lots of good stuff in there, but he, he essentially talks about how to go about pricing your services. And he does that by talking about the difference between cost price and value cost being what it takes for you to produce your work. Um, you know, if you make videos, how much does it cost for you to, you know, go and shoot the video? How long is it going to take for you to edit? What other costs go into that? You know, rental, uh, equipment, rental fees, um, all sorts of things. And he kind of breaks all that down. And then there's price. 
price is different than cost. If you only sell everything at price uh, for, if you only sell your services at cost, then you're not making any money. So you have to uh, consider a, uh, a, a profit of some kind. And he talks in depth about that. And then there's value, which was an interesting comparison or just, I don't know what the word is, but when you think about value, um, cost and price is going to be determined by the person providing the service. Let's say me, I'm going to tell the client what my price is. The client will turn around and say, uh, we'll have to make a judgment call. Do I value what this, what this person is going to do for me more than what, than the price that he set for it? And if that's the case, then the client's most likely going to buy from you versus if they, if they, if your price is super high to them and they don't value what you're going to give them at that price point, then they may not be for you. And and he kind of made the point that you shouldn't, how to put, how do I put this? You shouldn't be not nervous. The word's escaping me at the moment, but you, you shouldn't be afraid to just name your price to a client. Um, if they value it, then they'll buy it. If they don't value it, then they won't buy it. But then someone else might think that your services have the value that they're looking for and they'll give it to you. So again, I don't, I don't, there, there's a lot, he goes in a lot more in depth with some illustrations and charts and things like that. So I highly recommend that you go through and watch that. And I will leave a con or a, uh, a link to this in the uh, video description. Anyway, so let's mark that one off the list. And you know, let's see, we've been at this for how long now? It's been about 26, 27 minutes, which I think is a pretty good run. I've got some packing left to do, so I am going to end this here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you are watching this on YouTube, I would appreciate a click on that subscribe button helps me out quite a bit. If you're listening on as a podcast, chances are you're already subscribed to thank you very much. And um, so far, this has been fun. I plan to continue to do this uh, and uh, see what comes out of it. So yeah. Um, oh, by the way, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you just listening, I had been on the screen capture screen for an extended period of time longer than I had anticipated. And uh, so you just saw a little me in the corner for a while. Uh, anyway, that's it for this show. Thanks again for watching. And we will see you and talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye.